Welcome to Shear Jashub, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalsa, and today we will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series taught by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalsa. From a background study of the judge and prophetess Deborah, Pastor has moved forward into the New Testament and has discussed the power, service, and authority given to women by the Holy Spirit. We looked at the promise in Acts chapter 2 that God will pour out His Spirit on both His men servants and His maid servants, both your sons and your daughters. Pastor spoke about Phoebe, the deaconess, Priscilla and Junia, who did the Lord's work with their husbands, Anna, the prophetess, and the statement by Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 concerning how women should pray and prophesy in the church and the high office of the prophet. Then Pastor began to discuss the two scriptures that some find more problematic. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 34 which reads, Let your women keep silent in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive, as the law also says. And 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 through 12, which says, Let a woman learn in silence with all submission, and I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. So let's pick up the sermon in the middle of Pastor's fascinating clarification. That submission word is very important, and people don't like the word submission. And yet everybody is to submit, men and women. We all have something we have to submit to. It's not proper. And you know some of the first ones that won't like it? If a woman gets up and takes control of the congregation or directs the affairs of the congregation, you know the first one that's going to rile against that? Exactly, the other women. Very good. Obviously, we're not speaking about prayer, singing, worship, teaching the children. We're talking about teaching the men, giving the teaching, handling the important issues, a formal leadership. There's not supposed to be a formal control of a woman over the congregation. It's not also speaking, obviously, about family situations, Bible studies. Well, how do you know? Well, Jesus spoke to Martha and Mary in the house, right? Jesus spoke back and forth to the woman at the well. And you don't want to go off on a tangent on this, you know, have your women sitting there cringing, afraid to speak. It's talking here about the formal assembling of the body. Obviously, the principle of submission should apply all over the place. But as far as speaking out, the silence part, that's talking about the formal assembling of the body. It's best to stay silent. It avoids contention. And we think of contention, we think in our study back to Miriam. Miriam, who is a prophetess. We have her song, her inspired song in the Bible. She tended to be a little mouthy, right? She starts to grumble. She causes strife. She speaks against Moses. And she's struck with leprosy. And now, here's a very broad generalization. I'm going to get myself in a lot of trouble now. Very broad generalization. Sometimes, I'm just saying sometimes, in the flesh, in the flesh, a woman's nature can be a little more contentious 
a little more argumentative and desiring to take that control and take that authority. This is in the flesh. You remember, Satan says to Eve, you will be like God. So in the flesh, in the old human nature, a woman could tend to be prone, and men are, men are the same, but there's something special here, prone to Satan's deceptions for strife, as Miriam. They could be tools for strife, contentious and a little argumentative. Now, we're not speaking in the spirit. We're speaking about that old, frail human nature that we have to fight. And what is the law for? Remember that verse 34 in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 in that wonderful section where he says about the women keeping silent? As the law also says, Paul is referring back to the law. What is the purpose of the law? The law is there because of sinful human nature. That's why the law is required. And it's there to constrict sinful human nature. Now, if you take the background of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, above that he talks about how they're all coming and they're speaking in tongues and, and there's no order in the church and how it should be two at most three speaking in tongues and then an interpretation. And if one has a revelation, speak and then sit down and the next one gets up because there was chaos in the church. And then he says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. And then he says, verse 34, right after that, let your women keep silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak, but they are to be submissive as the law also says. So law is here involved because what's happening, even as they're in the spirit, their human nature is still there. And both men and women are causing chaos in the church. And Paul's got to give them a lot of rules to contend with that old human nature. People wanting to steal the stage from each other. People not being in control of the spirit. The prophet is in control of his own spirit. And there must have been strife. There must have been a lot of the women talking in the flesh. And so Paul says, let them keep silent. He's dealing with the old nature that tends to pop out. And by doing such, he's preserving order. And that rule is there to deal with that old human flesh that tends to rise up and to preserve order. Okay, here's another generalization. I'll get myself in more trouble. I've offended half the room, let's offend the other half. A man's nature, his human nature, his fleshly nature, is to shrink away, to shirk, or to abandon authority, to abandon responsibility. And you see it in the stout-heartedness of Aaron in the golden calf incident. You know, he's supposed to lead the people, make us the golden calf. He pounds out the golden calf. Moses comes down, it popped out of the fire. Miriam grumbles against Moses' wife. Aaron goes along, a real stout-hearted man. You see it in the Christian father who does not assume his spiritual leadership in his home. He's too embarrassed to speak to his children about Jesus. You know, in that scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 2, there's a section before it where it speaks about the women learning in submission, not having authority over a man. It says a couple of verses before in verse 8, I desire therefore that the men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands 
without wrath and doubting. Now you see that a lot, right? Christian men go around praying all over the place, praising God, lifting hands. Sometimes it's very hard to get a man to lift his hand and pray. And praise God and speak out. So here you have the women being told, you know, you like to speak. Don't speak so much. And here you're telling the men who don't want to speak that they have to lift up holy hands and pray everywhere. Speak, shout, talk. Do that which God called you to do to give glory unto him. But that old nature fights against that. It goes against God's nature of things when men don't assume the position that they're supposed to. And we see it today clearly in our society with families being abandoned, when the father abandons the family that God's given him and how many homes are without men in them. Our society is suffering because men do not assume the responsibility that God gives to them. So in the assembly, in the formal assembly, a woman should not be seen as a teacher over a man. It's not proper. Now, that's especially if she's by herself. You see how Priscilla can be part of the explanation to Apollos of the better way of God because she's doing it there with her husband. And a husband and wife working together, women can work with the husband and it's a little more proper, they could explain. But on her own, it's not really proper for a woman to go up and start acting as a teacher over a group of men. She could teach the children. Now, even though that's said, men can still learn much from godly women. But the woman needs wisdom from the Lord how to administer the wisdom God has given her so not to appear bossy but rather the key was with Deborah watch she said she was as a mother right there she is under the palm tree she's a married woman she's as a mother to Israel people feel the spirit when she gives the word that comes from God she's as a mother and a woman to share the wisdom God gives her. Men can learn much from godly women. There needs to be wisdom how to go about and do it. That she does it not as a bossy individual, but rather like Deborah, as a mother under that palm tree, judging Israel. The men ought to be out in front in authority. They should lead the charge into battle, the way Barak was called. And though it's difficult to explain in the spirit, it's the nature of things. God is glorified by the man assuming his proper position. Because, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he is the image and the glory of God. But don't misunderstand that. Because if you go back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27, where that comes from, one of the places it comes from, it says... So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. But then it says, male and female, he created them. In the spirit, a woman is equal to a man. She can reason. She can love. She's a being made in the image of God. The man is in a direct image. 
He made the man in his image, but then it says male and female, he created them. In the spirit, they both have the same capacity to be in fellowship with God, to appreciate God, and there is no difference. And we'll speak about that in a moment. We will leave our study at this point today, and we thank you for being with us. I know in today's unbelievably busy world, it is difficult to find the time to write, but your words of encouragement are greatly appreciated. Also, if you feel prayerfully led of the Lord to help support the Church Fellowship Outreach of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, your donations would also be greatly appreciated. Please send all correspondence and make out all donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 Once again, that's Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 064 and if you are going to be in the Madison, Connecticut area, I would like to invite you to join us for Sunday service. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning for Bible study, praise, worship, and the Lord's Supper at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Town Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61, go down to Route 1, turn right and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub.